0: Welcome back to the After Hours Podcast, my name is Wancho, your boy, and always with me, every episode is... Me, the other boy, Shane, what's up? Yes, the other boy, <laughs> the other boy, now, uh, yeah, so for those who, for those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome to the After Hours Podcast by Wancho and Shane, presented by VF. The After Hours Podcast is a safe space where we share stories living the everyday lives of young adults trying to get by and sharing laughs and tears along the way. And yeah, guys, so we have a very interesting topic for today. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, indeed. it's pretty interesting. <laughs> very yes. psychological. Uh, get the, get
1: the mm-hmm. hint. Wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> you could say that.
0: Yeah. But before we get into it, I just wanted to say that having a podcast is great. <laughs> because <laughs> not only can, I, can, can we talk... Right? Mm. Can we talk and have it released and have other people listen to our stupid conversations? Mm. But I can also get a grade out of it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I guess too. Damn. Yeah. I mean, we didn't air my <laughs> academics oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. podcast episode, but you know, we still did one for the sake of our viewers.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so uh, ju- if you guys do not get it, um,. I'm recording this episode uh, for this week's episode and also as a requirement for my psychology class. So, yeah, the topic today is, you no, know, just just basically psychology, but we're not going to go into everything about psychology because we don't have time. <laughs> and consumes too much brain cells <laughs> yeah it consumes too much brain cells and my subject is literally just introduction to psychology so yeah so basically i hope, I hope, uh, hope you guys enjoy I hope
1: miss or oh. sir wancho's teacher enjoys this <laughs>
0: yes it's miss ah. so hi miss <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah let's just get right into it so the first um like it's psych- psychological topic mm. <laughs> psychology topic <laughs> uh, psychology topic that we're gonna go for today is um this is uh is one of my personal favorites i guess because mm. um it's basically adolescent development and uh we're we're still in the adolescence mm-hmm. right we, we still are right <laughs> we're about to be out of it <laughs> yeah we're about to be out of it but yeah so Yes, yeah, so it's really interesting. It uh will be discussing things about uh how we got to become how we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want you yeah, you, uh, you scientifically yeah,
1: you want to explain what that means first to
0: in the terms for people who might not understand. Mhm, of course. So basically, adolescence is a period that begins with puberty and ends with the transition to adulthood. So, adolescence is approximately ages 10 to 20. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, so it. physical changes, cognitive changes, various changes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> right. right, anyways, let's move on. <laughs> you want to start it off? Yeah. Sure. Now, uh, again, guys, we will be reading an article. If you guys would like to. If something fell. If you guys. <laughs> if you guys, <laughs> <if you> guys, <laughs> guys want to check out the articles, it is in the description below so yeah so again let's define what adolescence is first right so again adolescence is approximately in the age of 10 to 20. it's a development stage that has been defined as starting with puberty and ending with the transition of adulthood Um, puberty today begins on average around 10 to 11 for girls and 11 to 12 for uh 11 to 12 years old for boys this average age of onset has decreased gradually over time since the 19th century by three to four months per decade, which has been attributed to a range of factors including better nutrition, obesity, increased father absence, what? and other <laughs> environmental factors. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait hold on, hold
1: on. What? That, just, that just got <laughs> dark real
0: quick. <laughs> yeah, w- wait. Okay, I'm not that familiar <laughs> with that. Term. I mean, I, I I don't know if it's what we think it I is. I mean,
1: maybe some kids are like boys are hindered in growing up because they don't have a father figure to like look up to, so like they're kind of oh, like yeah. behind. Oh, actually, yeah, that's true. Like, Yeah. Because yeah, like when you're growing up, you have an idol, like some an image you want mm. to like butchery. Eh? So maybe like yeah. they they're absent of that pedestal that they want to step on. So maybe that's why.
0: Oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, 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 100%. Because, I guess, like, your father, right, is, like, the first yeah, male figure. figure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, like, male role model. Because he's the one that raised you and all that, so... I think yeah, okay, that, 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 makes thing sense. that the term where, like, the apples didn't fall far from the tree comes from. Mm, actually, yeah, that's true. So... Yeah, so that's basically what adolescence adolescence is. Um, Let's go to the physical changes first. You wanna read this? Sure. Physical
1: changes of puberty mark the onset of adolescence. For both boys and girls, these include changes include a growth spurt in height, growth of pubic hair and underarm, skin changes, and pimples. Boys also experience growth in facial hair and deepening of their voice, I wish (laughs) (laughs) girls experience breast development and begin menstruating these pubertal changes are driven by hormones particularly an increase in testosterone for boys and estrogen for girls so basically your body changes as long your body changes with your age and your mental state and these changes Mm -hmm. are shown in such aspects such as your hair yeah and your height. Let's not say what hair. Which just hair. Let's not say what hair. Just
0: hair, yeah. I mean, I I, I noticed Shane. That you laughed when, uh, no, 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 no. That that you wished <laughs> that you when you said boys also experience growth in the facial hair and a deepening of their voice. Why is that? It,
1: I feel like my <laughs> voice when when I hear it it sounds fine, but when I hear it a recording, like our podcast, I'm like I sound like a beep squeak. <laughs> 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 I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, does my voice always sound like that? Or like, I don't know, man. I, I just wish my voice was deeper. I don't sound like, a 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: like a 12-year-old Fortnite yeah. player. <laughs> uh, anyways,
1: okay. like we said, yeah. these physical changes are accompanied with cognitive changes. So you want to get into that?
0: Yeah, so major changes in the structure and functioning of the brain occur during adolescence and result in cognitive and behavioral developments. Cognitive changes during adolescence include a shift from concrete to more abstract and complex thinking. Such changes are fostered by improvements during early adolescence in, at- in attention, memory, processing speed, and metacognition, which is the ability to think about thinking and therefore make better use of strategies like mnemonic devices that can improve thinking um yeah so basically uh as we okay the first thing i want to point out is that cognitive changes during adolescence include a shift from concrete to more abstract and complex thinking and i really feel like you know that's that's just uh likely for everyone right from Very uh, superficial thinking to really trying to get in depth with things again to more abstract and complex thinking. So, yeah, I oh, wait, did you hear about like no geniuses, like child prodigies being able to think like that in like age three? You mean like yourself? Dude, I'm, I'm not a genius. What are you talking about? You're a child Bro, prodigy. I have a hard time reading this article. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. Likewise. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's that's so interesting. Honestly, like child, like child geniuses and child prodigies. Like, damn, what happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> maybe you didn't drink too. Maybe you didn't
1: drink enough neato. <laughs> Need
0: Nito. Yeah. Yeah. Drink, drink. Brand. Brand. Yeah, I didn't drink a lot. Uh, but yeah. So, yeah. Um, Another thing I want to touch on was metacognition, which is the ability to think about thinking and therefore make better use of strategies like mnemonic devices that can improve thinking. Now, <laughs> let me just search what mnemonic devices <laughs> are real quick.
1: Well, he's searching that up. I want to yeah. add this. this bit seems interesting to me. Dopamine is a Mm. neurotransmitter in the brain that produces feelings of pressure. During adolescence, people tend to do whatever activities that produce most dopamine without fully considering the consequences of their actions. And now, fellow teenagers, (laughs) if you're thinking Mm. about to do something stupid, (laughs) blame your brain for wanting more dopamine.
0: (laughs) Oh, actually, that's true, that's true. Okay, now I know what mnemonic devices are. Yeah, I just had to refresh my brain. I knew it, of course, I'm so smart. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, but for those of you who don't know what mnemonic devices are, if it's not only me, uh, it's ba- basically like <laughs> uh, a learning technique that aids information, retention, or retrieval in the human memory. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, going back to what you said, dopamine. Uh, yeah. Just please stop doing stupid things. You're probably just lacking (laughs) dopamine. Like, stop. That euphoric
1: feeling when you do something stupid. It's dopamine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 like when you like fall off the stairs and you're like, let's do it again. Like, no, shut up, please. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably
1: it. Your brain wants more dopamine. So stop it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just just find external (laughs) factors that are not harmful so moving on
1: to the next part of the article social changes there are numerous factors that contribute to this phenomenon so one of these is social changes and as we said earlier as well like the absence of the father figure may contribute to your development as a person and this is the first subtopic that social changes will tackle which is parents and the article states that Although peers take on a greater importance during adolescence, family relationships remain important too. One of the key changes during adolescence involves a renegotiation of parent-child relationships as adolescents strive for more independence and autonomy during this time. during different aspects of parenting become more salient for example, parents distal supervision and monitoring became more important as adolescents spend more time away from parents in the presence of peers so yeah um like we said earlier um we were talking about how like a father figure or mother figure influences you as a child because it's the first basis for you as an individual on how to live as a human being whether it may be a for a female or a male and your parents are also in charge of disciplining you and educating you and telling you the do's and don'ts and how they mm-hmm. approach yeah. that and how they um educate you will also affect how your brain processes things and its outlook on different things so yeah also I was just gonna say the the, the, the the there's a bit here that says Psychological control, which involves manipulation and into adolescent's emotional and cognitive world through in- invalidating adolescent's feelings and pressuring them to think in a particular way, is another aspect of parents becoming more salient during adolescence is more related to problematic adolescent adjustment. I was about to say, like, mm-hmm. it may have good and bad impact on you, and I feel like one of the most harmful things a child can experience is that their parents manipulating them and mm-hmm, yeah forcing them to be someone they're not it's because yeah they, they might think they're shaping their child to be become a better person but they're actually harming them more
0: yeah i agree yeah. with that and uh I, no, I was about to say that right um <clears throat> yes or m- for most of us right our parents do have like our do have the knowledge and the wisdom to know what's right and wrong Mm. and uh, for the most part they are qualified to help us grow and stuff Um, but again manipulation is not a way of trying to instill their values Mm, and their mindset onto children and invalidating the feelings and stuff and pressuring them um, to think in in certain ways yeah that's I totally agree with that that it's not the best, if if not the, a bad way, yeah. right? It's like
1: there's certain side effects that may come from that, from manipulating them. They could develop supposedly like trust issues. Um, yeah, pressuring them could make them have anxiety about little things. Mm-hmm. It could have like mm-hmm. lo- long-lasting and rippling effects throughout their whole life. And mm-hmm. a child is very sensitive. Like most of the yeah things that you are now they probably have some root or like connection to when you were a kid so Mm -hmm. yeah
0: 100 percent, yeah so and um, another thing was that uh the reason why i I was saying that most most of the time parents are role models right there are the select few and um though maybe select few it is like uh, large, still a large percentage, right? But there are some families where the parents are really just bad. <laughs> they're like... They're really not qualified yeah. to, you uh, know, teach their children or whatever. Because they may maybe abusive, maybe, you know, uh, addicted or some sort. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, that's why I feel really bad for those mm-hmm. people because at least for us, we... Uh, we know that they have good intentions. Because, like, for the most part, right, our parents have good intentions. Mm-hmm. It's just their delivery is really, yeah. like, off-putting. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, so... Yeah, especially with my parents, because uh, they are baby boomers. So, they they think, like, back then was the right time and they should put it into now, which is, of course, not the case. So, Yeah. Anyways. Anyways,
1: you want to take the next
0: one? Yeah, let's take the next one, which peers. is peers. Wait long. Peers. Actually, wait long. Oh, okay. okay. Fuck. it. No, let's say, let's talk about it. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So for peers, uh, we talked about parents last time and so we go to peers now as children become adolescents they usually begin spending more time with their peers and less time with their families and these peer interactions are increasingly unsupervised by adults i agree (laughs) children's (laughs) notions of friendship often focus on shared activities whereas adolescents notions of friendship increasingly focus on intimate exchanges of thoughts and feelings during adolescence peer groups evolve from primarily single sex to mixed sex adolescents within a peer group tend to be similar to one another in behavior and attitudes which has been explained as being a function of homophily I think I butchered that but yeah it is adolescents who are similar to one another choose to spend away that uh, spend time together in a birds of in a birds of a feather flock together way okay yeah and influence adolescents who spend time together shape each other's behavior and attitudes. One of the most widely studied aspects of adolescent peer influence is known as deviant peer contagion, which is the process by which peers reinforce problem behavior by laughing or showing other signs of approval that then increase the likelihood of future problem behavior. Okay, to sum it all up, right? Um, just as Shane said a while ago, um, as we become older, uh specifically in our like teenager years or adolescent years we spend more time with our peers or our friends and less time with our own families uh maybe because of you no know, circumstance or maybe the most common one that i hear is their fam they, they feel like their family is a bother or like they don't understand them so they choose to be with their friends which is understandable but piece of advice just talk to your parents <laughs> just to your family. Very true. um uh yeah, so the other thing I wanted to touch on was the word I butchered, <laughs> which is homophily. Dude, I should really check check that the uh, pronunciation after the episode. But basically, yeah, it's adolescents who are similar to one another choose to spend time together and the birds of a feather flock together way. And yeah, I really agree with that because no one would want to be with someone <laughs> who they hate or they're vastly different or, from them yeah vastly different like there's no similarities between them cause I mean common interests are yeah. what I- is what brings um, people, brings together, people yeah.
1: together I mean, you're fr- you mean yeah. we're not all the same there's just, it's just mm-hmm, some yeah. things we mutually agree on that brings us together
0: mm-hmm. yeah oh and um, uh, before we continue peer relationships are a big part of adolescent adolescent development the influence of peers can be both positive and negative as adolescents experiment together with identity formation and new experiences i really agree true. so much with that yep yeah. i feel like identity yeah, formation. i feel like i'm
1: a snake not because of like not well of. like how you know how like a snake sheds its s- skin or leather in like in a few months something like that it changes it takes on oh, a new form yeah I feel like I'm like that when it comes to like every group of friends that I have I feel like I'm shedding like my old skin and like forming a new Mm -hmm. so like you're taking Mm -hmm. bits of pieces of people other people's personalities and putting in you're checking if it fits you or not then you just Mm -hmm. take whatever it is you think it's interesting or it helps you as a person
0: Mm. but that's the problem right there are some people who can't really see when some certain actions or gestures that their friends do is bad and they just take everything in. At least now we're older, we could see, Yeah, uh, yeah. we could, you know, yeah. we could gauge yeah, when you see something like, like yeah, what's good like, and bad. You say
1: like, it's kind of off. I don't, I don't think, I don't think, yeah. yeah.
0: Hmm. So, yeah, I, I could really see how uh, the influence of Pierce is both yeah. uh, like, greatly influential in a positive and negative aspect Mm. because you're all it's like you're all experimenting and you're all traveling together in an unknown uh, to an unknown destination and in an unknown path Mm. it's not like you know it's different with like parents right because like at least they've gone through that path Mm. and they're just like holding your hand but with your peers and your friends you're just like hi where are we going (laughs) i I don't know i don't know where this path of life is so let's just go through it together so yeah yeah so the big takeaway from this from this section is choose your friends wisely your friends influence you all greatly
1: even if you're not conscious Mm -hmm. about it your mind is picking apart your friends and taking Mm -hmm. away some of their personality aspects and don't be scared to speak out your mind maybe you're not saying anything because you want to fit into your friend group it in my be affecting Mm -hmm. you mentally and physically so yeah careful Mm -hmm. because you're hurting yourself in the long run as well not just now
0: yeah and another thing i wanted to like say is that um like i admit that i have had some friends that i was probably like you could say inseparable and then as time passed by i've realize some things about them that's very true and yeah I realized something about them or other things about them and I slowly drift. kept my distance just yeah. the way I yeah. thought it was just me yeah.
1: there's some times where like I reflect on other people's actions and when I think about it now I'm like that's so off <laughs> I don't yeah, like I don't, I don't exactly. like exactly
0: but but then again you know uh, at least in my experience I did drift away from them well, at least I got something from that uh, he, yeah, interaction or that, that friendship. Like,
1: you know, like, oh, that's not my thing.
0: Yeah. And, like, uh, just to give you guys a, what do you call this? A, an example, I guess. In that, in that specific relationship, I gained a lot of confidence in myself because of that friend. But then, again, there are things that Happened so I had to drift away, mm. or else, yeah. So, I mean, Shane, we're not drifting away, right? <laughs> I mean, it's been five years. If we're drifting away I mean, anytime yeah. soon, <laughs> 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 anytime soon, really. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, uh, so yeah, th- that is about peers. There are other stuff here, but I will not be going into that. Because I feel like I am just uh, repeating myself. So, let's go on to the next thing. Romantic, romantic relationships. relationships. Now, personally, <laughs> I have not gone into one. So, Shane, take it away. <laughs>
1: you flatter me. Anyways.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> romantic relationships. Right. Adolescence is development period during which romantic relationship typically first emerge, initially. Same sex peer groups were common during childhood. What is that gra- grammatically correct?
0: <laughs> Wait a minute,
1: hmm.
0: Initially, same sex peer groups that were common.
1: Oh, yeah, okay, okay. We're good, we're good. Anyways, I'm gonna do that again. Okay, <coughs> Wait, am I supposed to do it from the top again? Because <laughs> uh, I, d- I feel like the first sentence yeah, was fine. Okay. I'll just do it initially, anyways. Yeah. yeah initially same-sex peer groups that were common during childhood expanding to mixed-sex peer groups that are more characteristic of adolescence romantic relationships often form in the context of these mixed sex peer groups i feel like a <laughs> <laughs> that's very accurate because like before yeah. when he was us okay a little yeah it's a little story time but like before it was just us guys right and then we evolved into like having a group a few girls in our group of friends and then our guy friends became girlfriends yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) and became very uncomfortable yeah yeah when
1: they broke up it was very (laughs) uncomfortable (laughs) Oh yeah. oh yeah,
0: and even and and honestly, even when they were still together, right? They would like flirt and fun. Plus, we're just like, oh come <laughs> on, guys, what's f- come on, I, guys? I I'll, Get a room. I'll admit,
1: I was one of those people. <laughs>
0: exactly. Come on, Chase, we
1: won't talk on. about that. We won't <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, it happens. Anyways, although romantic relationships during adolescence are often short-lived. Oof. <laughs> Ooh. 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 <laughs> very true though Very true <laughs> <laughs> I mean It's not for everyone But like Very true though uh, Anyways <laughs> for you. I feel like you're Trying to pour Like salt in my wound Man What's wrong with you?
0: I'm pouring salt Into everyone's <laughs> wounds <laughs> Anyways I'm better okay <laughs> It's February
1: you know I mean? that's why Oh no! All right, all right, anyways. Ah, anyways, moving on. Rather than long-term committed relationships, their importance should be minimized. Oh damn! Okay. No. Dude, this article is going in, man.
0: This article attack.
1: It's attacking people. Okay. I wasn't ready for that. I thought we were gonna get deep and psychological, but this is just like.
0: Oof. This is just the, the truth bomb right there. <laughs> this just a
1: reality <laughs> smash right into your face. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, okay. Okay. Article, calm down. <laughs> Anyways. Adolescents spend a great deal of time focused on romantic relationships and their positive and negative emotions are more tied to romantic relationships or their lack of. <laughs> Damn. Damn! You thought you were safe, huh?
0: I thought I was safe here, dog. <laughs>
1: oh, since their lack of romantic relationships, they tend to lean more to friendships and family relationships or school. She sounds like sounds Damn, like what's sounds this like time? sounds like someone I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I was like someone I know dude
1: so so like <laughs> this Jews like I don't have I don't need no girlfriends I have you guys I have the boys I have the this boys
0: dude. and then I just got slapped with this dude like oh no <laughs> oh,
1: you're no. doing that because you have their lack of romantic relationships according to the article
0: why? Why?
1: <laughs> you thought you were safe, huh?
0: I need love. I need love <laughs> I need affection.
1: You thought you were safe now, nah, bro. This article going in. Eh. Uh,
0: this article just attacking everyone in the world. For real.
1: Anyways. Romantic relationships contribute to adolescents' identity formation, changes in family and peer relationships, and adolescents emotional and behavioral adjustment. That's very true. From
0: i can't say anything. speaking from
1: experience <laughs> the issues you have with the girlfriend or your partner will definitely affect you and how you socialize and view people because maybe for example if your partner maybe cheats on you investing an amount of time and trust into someone that can severely affect a person's outlook on life and people Mm-hmm. you don't, mm-hmm. you, you don't I'll with I you. mean like you don't have to be in a relationship to like um, yeah. Yeah, yeah Yeah. I know that's true even that's with, true. Sh- with, with just your friends right like spending a lot of time with them investing a lot and then if they betray your trust it like I don't wanna have friends <laughs> it's kinda like it's yeah. kinda like that you're yeah. like you're scared to go out again or and make friends mm-hmm. anyways yeah
0: I mean it, it, it is common yeah, sense yeah. right like putting so much effort and then on, on someone that you love and thought loved you back just cheats on you it's just like you lost all your hope and trust in the world you're just like you become cold so yeah yeah, and it'll it'll affect how you interact with everyone just because of that one person so yeah yeah, it's really hard i can only imagine i thought i I thought you were
1: (laughs) (laughs) were talking about yourself in the first part of like Imagine investing so much time into someone and not having it reciprocated. I was like, "Ooh, damn!" Ooh, damn! <laughs> you are You uh, Shane, Shane, <laughs> Shane, Stop, stop,
0: stop! Cut it, I don't want to relive, please. <laughs> uh, okay,
1: okay, we're moving. Oh we're moving. Uh, last, the last bit of the article. <clears throat> Furthermore, romantic relationships are centrally connected to adolescents emerging sexuality. Parents, policymakers, and researchers have devoted a great deal of attention to adolescent sexuality, and this is the bit where your parents tell you about the birds and the bees, which never happened to me. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's like more of an American thing. Have you? As you That's a very American you, thing. I don't think your parents ever talked to you about.
0: <laughs> I mean, they. I don't really think they did. It's just like. It's it's it's, it's com- of, I feel like I feel it's implied.
1: I, like don't bring a girl up into your room. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm okay. 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 Well, my mom has <laughs> said that. So, and I'm just like,
1: mom, <laughs> <laughs> mom. <laughs> I swear to God, if dude, people this is the exact dude, I swear this to this God this if people hear here are unfiltered <laughs> versions of these episodes. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's bad. <laughs> Guys, we're starting a Patreon if you want to see kidding. <laughs> Get cancelled immediately. <laughs> I'm sorry, miss. I'm sorry, miss. I had to sit through this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyways, okay. Anyways, moving on. In large part, because of concerns related to sexual intercourse, contraception, and preventing teen pregnancy, however, sexuality involves more than this narrow focus for example adolescence is often when individuals who are lesbian gay bisexual or transgender become to perceive themselves as such so in this um state of your life this is where you're at, your sexuality and your sexual tendencies develop and your taste as well whether you might be straight or part of the LGBTQ community yeah anyways moving on uh, to the next part of the articles basically talking about the behavioral and psychological adjustments that you may be undergoing in this adolescent development and the first one they want to talk about is the identity formation you want to take it away one yeah
0: so yeah, again so identity formation is the first thing in behavioral and psychological adjustment and we talked about this a while ago um, in the peers section of the article where when, uh, most of the time when you're in adolescence you, and you hang out with your peers, you spend more time with your peers, that is when you start building up your identity formation. So theories of adolescent development often focus on identity formation as a central issue. Uh, for example, in Erickson's classic theory of development stages, Identity formation was highlighted as the primary indicator of successful development during adolescence, in contrast to role confusion, which would be an indicator of not successfully meeting the task of adolescence. Marcia described identity formation during adolescence as involving both decision points and commitments with respect to ideologies, examples are religion and politics, and, and occupations. He described four identity statuses. Foreclosure, identity diffusion, Moratorium and identity achievement. Foreclosure occurs when identity commits to an identity without exploring options. Identity diffusion occurs when adolescents neither explore nor commit to any identities. Moratorium is a, is a state in which adolescents are actively exploring options, but have not yet made commitments. Identity achievement occurs when, when individuals have explored different options and then made identity commitments. Building on this work, other researchers have investigated more specific aspects of identity. For example, Finney, Finney proposed a model of ethnic identity development that included stages of unexplored ethnic identity, ethnic identity search, and achieved ethnic identity. Okay, so that was a lot to take in, right? So basically, to sum it all up, there are four identity statuses, right? Foreclosure, identity diffusion, moratorium, and identity achievement. Identity achievement is the most ideal one. Because that is when you've explored, um, explored and like really th- reflected in, like who you are, and then you've made a commitment. You've made, uh, you've reached the goal of knowing who you are. I'm guessing the worst one or the, I guess, most problematic is identity diffusion, because this is when adolescents don't really care who they are because they haven't mm. explored nor committed to any identity like they they haven't found themselves and they don't bother to find themselves mm. which is mm. really problematic I think especially if it's if you are already in the late stage of adolescence I'm not saying that you know people who are our age and don't know themselves are you know like late to I the mean, party or something right I mean I mean Do you know yourself completely? Of course not. I don't think so. But I think I am in moratorium. Which is, again, they have have reflected on who they are but haven't really reached a conclusion. And I feel like this is the state that most of us are. Like, how about you? What do you think state you are? I think
1: for me, I think knowing yourself is something you like progress through in your whole lifespan Mm -hmm. i don't think you're ever just one person i think you're constantly changing because there's numerous things that change you every day Mm -hmm. i think that you don't you know who you are in essence but like You don't know Your full capabilities Because you're still Going through the motions Mm.
0: But I feel like I feel like identity achievement Doesn't really mean That you know yourself Head to toe uh, Internally and externally I feel like it's more of Like um, What you're uh, I'm I'm not really sure I feel like it is When You know what you want to do And you know like um how you are and how you act as a person
1: Hmm. Yeah, I guess so I feel like but
0: but don't take my word on that that's how just I interpret it
1: yeah but like just a piece of advice for our listeners Mm. if you're not sure where your life is going and you're constantly anxious and threatened by other people just take a step back and reflect Mm -hmm. and move in your own pace exactly don't be pressured by other people because everyone moves at a different pace Mm -hmm. yeah and you will reach your end point eventually you just have to keep at it Mm. don't think about other people yeah just think about yourself
0: yeah this isn't a race Uh, that's what I always tell others and even myself that life isn't a race it's just separate journeys and Mm -hmm. we get to our endpoint when we when we can when we do so when you're meant to it's yeah, what i like to believe yeah exactly so but that doesn't mean right that doesn't mean you could just la- laze around because oh i'll get to my endpoint yeah cuz yeah. yeah you're
1: not you're not going to get anywhere if you don't do something yeah. about it yeah it's basically what you're saying but like don't give up on what you're trying to chase just because you have a setback mm-hmm. that's basically it
0: yeah exactly so, yeah, that's basically identity formation. Next is my favorite. <laughs> you want to take this one again? Because I feel like you're going to get a kick out of this one. Yeah, I think, I think I'll take this one. So, the next uh, behavioral and psychological adjustment is aggression and antisocial behavior. <laughs> Ooh-wee! <laughs> Ooh-wee! <laughs> <laughs> wee <laughs> Okay, so... This will be
1: very interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: So, basically aggression and antisocial behaviors very self-explanatory but here we will be going through the i guess the psychological reasoning as, as to why um little kids are brutal <laughs> <laughs> that's very true kids tower toys are aggressive mm, as heck mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's very true <laughs> I, f- now, I
1: remember being as a kid of like being scared of older people. Yeah. Now kids are nowadays are ravages. Man. Yeah.
0: Now we're scared oh, of younger people. What happened to the younger is, people being scared oh. of us? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. what's going on either.
0: We switched places. We didn't like, get to experience people being scared of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. True. Anyways, um, yeah. So early antisocial behavior leads to befriending others who also engage in antisocial behavior, which only perpetuates perpetuates the downward cycle of aggression and wrongful acts Oh so, yeah I agree so several major theories of the development oh I love theories yeah just off topic yeah but uh, <laughs> several major theories of the development of antisocial behavior treat adolescence as an important period uh-huh yeah that's yeah that's true okay before we like go, go into this yeah I feel like even without reading the theories yet it says that development of antisocial behavior treat adolescence as an important period meaning if you're antisocial or like you really quote unquote hate people then it's just it really drags on up until you're older and it feels like it there's a lot of people nowadays even who are like that that, that i know of that are past their adolescent stage they are full grown adults and they are just they try to take on the world on their own. And very antisocial. And I feel like that is a product of what happened during their adolescence. So yeah, I I, I can already agree with this one. So go, uh, going back, Patterson's early versus late starter model of the development of aggressive and antisocial behavior distinguishes youths Whose antisocial behavior begins during childhood, early starters, versus adolescents, late starters. According to the theory, early starters are at a greater are at greater risk for long-term antisocial behavior that extends into adulthood than are than are late starters. Late starters who become antisocial during adolescence are theorized to experience poor parental monitoring and supervision, aspects of parenting that become more s- salient during adolescence, poor poor monitoring and lack of supervision contribute to increasing involvement with deviant peers, which in turn promotes adolescents' own antisocial behavior. Late starters desist from antisocial behavior when changes in the environment make other options more appealing. Similarly, Moffitt's life course persistent versus adolescent limited model distinguishes between antisocial behavior that begins in childhood versus adolescence. Moffitt regards adolescent limited antisocial behavior as resulting from a maturity gap between adolescents' dependence on and control by adults and their desire to demonstrate their freedom from adult constraint. However, as they continue to develop and legitimate ad- adult roles and privileges become available to them, there are fewer incentives to engage in antisocial behavior. Leading to desistance in these antisocial behaviors. A mm. lot
1: has been said. Of <laughs> a lot has been said. I feel like it's basically saying at this point in life, teenage angst. Oh, yeah. To, hell yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of teenagers do that because they feel constrained by their parents. Mm-hmm. It's like their way of rebelling.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: They're against any form of, like, controlling figure because they feel suffocated by it because they're constantly in the constant pressure Mm -hmm. of these authorities and like that. Yeah. And I feel like that's why they,
0: like, rage out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're very irritable, like, towards their parents and family members, if you may. So, you want to... What you wanna share? A, share a bit of personal input on that. I mean, in this bit. Uh, okay. So, okay. Now that I read it, it doesn't really say much about aggression than than antisocial behavior. It, it's really more focused on antisocial behavior. And uh, me personally, I was never really antisocial, up until I guess recently. <laughs> But, like, I I wouldn't really consider myself antisocial because, like, just because I don't talk to a lot of people every day doesn't mean I'm antisocial. Because. You like to keep to yourself. Yeah, I like to keep stuff to myself, and, like, sometimes, you know, interaction is quite tiring. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) Disgusting. Exhausting. Ah, I said exhausting. Oh, oh, exhausting. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I said disgusting. What? I was like goddamn, Shane. Anyway, no, 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 no. Wait. But like, um, I don't know if I told this to you, but like when I was a kid, like in childhood, early starters, as they say here, I was like really, like, friendly. Like I wouldn't keep my business to myself. I would just. I, would, I bet. I bet. Yeah, dude. I. I feel like I
1: caught you in the... I caught you in the last year of that state of your life.
0: Ah. Uh, like...
1: At the start of grade 9, I think you were like very bubbly and... Oh, yeah.
0: ...happy. Yeah. What happened? Oh, sorry. What? Uh- <laughs> no, 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 Yeah, and then... And then so, this, so after that, you just turned into this... <laughs> this what? Say it, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> this
1: very... sad... <laughs> gloop of... Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, I think you actually did catch me because I feel like grade eight was when like it was starting to die down, but it was like very clearly there. In grade nine, it was really starting to die down. But yeah, uh, yeah, you but, like you I, caught I, me there. I, I, I caught a glimpse of yeah, it. Yeah, caught a glimpse. Caught a glimpse of it. of it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was never really anti-social. Um, I guess. Um, I. I was rebellious. <laughs> I, I was I was pretty <laughs> rebellious, I feel like, but not Same. But not to a point where I feel like it's,
1: every everyone went through a phase of being rebellious. Yeah, it's like rebellious. it's
0: just how us teenage yeah, angst teen, Yeah, exactly. Teenage angst like really works and like you know, I'm not those hardcore re- rebels who like who sneak yeah, out, sneak out. yeah, it's it's more of like uh, Mom, I'm gonna be studying at my friend's house, and then we don't study. Oh, damn, we're cool. <laughs> I feel like everyone <laughs> does now. Yeah, yeah, no, but like, and then no, like, oh, where are you? Oh, uh, I'm just at a friend's house. But actually, you're in the mall or something, going out, <laughs> eating stuff like that. Yeah, it's n- nothing really much. So, but still, you know, I mean, every pa- every parent right now having a heart attack, and we're just like. Nothing so much god damn <laughs> did I have to go there <laughs> okay <laughs> anyways so yeah so basically what this says is that um, yeah the antisocial behavior, behavior um, can either stem from like an early stage where like the child doesn't really want to interact and or, and, or the parents have a big influence on that and probably not intentionally. Most likely not intentionally. Maybe because they've just been so overprotective or whatnot, right? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically it. Yeah.
1: So anyway, so moving on to the next bit for the article. So this part, this bit of the article, maybe a bit sensitive. Mm-hmm. So any of you who may have mental problems or issues you might want to skip this if you're keen to getting um, triggered or yeah, mm-hmm. yeah about these kinds of topics so I suggest you skip forward mm-hmm. so yeah just a uh, warning mm-hmm. anyways um, this, artic, this bit of the article talks about anxiety and depression and the article states that developmental models of anxiety and depression also treat adolescence as an important period Especially in terms of emergence of gender differences in Prevalence rates that persist throughout adulthood Starting in early adolescence compared with males females have rates of anxiety That are about twice as high and rates of depression that are 1.5 to 3 times as high According to the AAA I don't want to butcher that so much Mm -hmm. Anyways (laughs) moving on Although the rates vary across specific anxiety and depression diagnosis, rates from some disorders are markedly higher in adolescence than in childhood or adulthood. For example, prevalence in rates for phobias are about 5% in children, 3-5% to 5% in adults, but 16% in adolescents. Phobias.
0: Hmm. Oh, wow, This actually... Oh, that makes sense, because I feel like at, in... in... Adolescent I thought stage. you
1: develop a phobia when you were a kid.
0: Uh, I feel like,
1: um, I mean, I developed my fear of heights when I was a kid. Oh
0: yeah, that's true. But maybe, um, I I guess you have phobias when you're a kid, right? But then you discover more when you're adolescent.
1: Hmm. Or maybe you can you finally like have an epiphany. Mm-hmm. You should, like yeah acknowledge it frankly, yeah maybe anyways moving on anxiety and depression are particularly concerning because suicide is one of the most leading causes of death during adolescence mm-hmm. developmental models focus on interpersonal context in both childhood and adolescence that foster depression and anxiety family the de- adversity such as abuse parental psycho pathology during childhood sets the range for social and behavioral problems during adolescence. Adolescents with such generate stress in their relationships. Okay, this is getting very worthy. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, where did I stop? There's so many, like, parentheses. Uh, Anyways, moving on. And select into more malad Maladaptive social context, check this bit out. These processes are intensified for girls compared with boys because the girls have more relationship-oriented goals related to intimacy and social approval. Huh.
0: That's controversial but I feel like that is true based on like
1: social approval. I feel like guys have strong social approval as well. The like you have to fit in a lot
0: yeah I f- yeah i feel like i feel like remember like when you talk about with uh who's your friend in the last episode I about the boys all boys and all girls it's like it's a very like mental battle with girls rather than physical that's true
1: that's true that's true yeah, yeah.
0: anyways
1: going back so the last bit of, so the last bit it's basically saying that girls are more prone to these depression and this age because girls typically have more relationship oriented goals and intimacy and social approval relationships with other people which tends to lead into these anxiety and depressions mm-hmm. because these external factors are always constantly um bothering them or um, putting them in discomfort, mm-hmm. so which can contribute to the level of anxiety and depression that consumes them over time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so so yeah, um, this bit's been very sensitive, but like, this some things we just like want to add. Um, if you're experiencing these, um, phenomenons or these feelings, mm-hmm. I, I strongly agree that you should talk about it Mm
0: -hmm. talk about it with either a friend your parent or maybe a professional yeah
1: yeah do not be afraid to talk about it because you feel like nobody will understand you because there's a lot of people in the world who feel the same way like you who feel isolated Mm -hmm. who feel uh, alienated who feel like they don't belong with the rest of society Mm. and It's okay to feel that way. You don't have to pretend like you aren't because pretending is the worst thing you can do because it will just make it worse. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's a cliche, but it does get easier once you start talking about it. Your problems won't magically go away, but letting it out and vocalizing your intent, you're basically um, projecting what you want. Mm -hmm. you're manifesting what you want and i feel like mentality and morale is a very keen like means of succeeding in life so if you have a mindset that's fighting and just wants to get better you can yeah um yeah Yeah. Yeah, anything you want to add
0: yeah uh i just want to make this known uh um, at least in this specific part of the article right of anxiety and depression, it is it uh like girls are more prone to the to getting depression right but I just wanna make it known that guys can also have this, and it's a very real thing and although it has been like more of a topic now of. You know, like male depression is a thing. I think that it's still it's not yet like given much attention to because I feel like the uh what do you call this? Um female depression and male depression is quite different because like uh females emotions because of their hormones um, are more heightened, so that's why, um, you know, girls can cry a lot. Uh, can cry not a lot, sorry. Can cry more than guys, and you no, know, it it it's been like a stigma for so many years that, you know, girls are the only ones or are the only ones who can cry, not guys. Like man up. Like it's not it's not like that <laughs> it's really not like that and again I say how like male depression is different because um, at least in back then they've been like I guess stripped of the of that emotion of sadness and like crying because for for how long
1: cli- sorry for a gender role and a cliche of like men are not supposed to cry like yeah. weakness
0: yeah it's like just stupid yeah so and like male depression is really I feel like it's different because although they do cry it's more of like they, they, they it's like they can't show it in like as publicly as girls do or else it'll be like a bad reputation to them which is mm. I feel like it's so stupid it's like Why not? Like, why does it have to be harder on us? Right? Like, why can't we just feel emotions? And, like... Yeah, it's just... It's just really stupid, honestly. Yeah. So... Yeah. And I feel like...
1: Yes, there is a greater awareness now... In our society for these mental problems. mm -hmm. It's just that... There's still a good majority of the population who don't take it seriously. Mm -hmm. And they just force and feed you false positivity and say oh you'll be fine just get over it yeah toxic um, positivity. yeah saying, yeah toxic positivity things won't just get magically better you have to take a step forward to help others because sometimes these people they just need someone to be there for them or just to listen you don't have to fix their problems for you for them, yeah, they just want someone to hear them out and listen to what they have to say. Yeah, that's, maybe that's something they just wanted their entire life but never got to experience. And all you have to do there is just listen and sit down and try to understand. Put away your ego, your bias, for just a few minutes and listen. Yeah, because you can really make a difference in someone's life. Yeah,
0: you, they, like people don't always go to others just uh, like in hopes that the other person can fix them through some words of encouragement or whatever they just they just want someone else aside from themselves to listen to their thoughts and what they're going Mm. through because bottling it up like you know like personally I've tried I've tried like you know talking to myself about it and it's just like yeah this is no this is not going anywhere it's like it's going it's in my mind it goes through my mouth and it goes back in my mind it's just a cycle but like having someone there that i can talk to i could you know release these emotions these thoughts without you know um without worry of being judged especially especially being judged it's just like it's so relieving right because mm. i because i don't know about you but i've i've i have opened up to some people that just was you know the wrong decision because
1: yeah that's very true because you feel like they could use that against you
0: yeah use that against you or like you no know, like say that oh but you were wrong in that just in that situation or like oh yeah. like uh oh you're just being a little bit too petty on that one but like just yeah. bro come on yeah
1: just, i don't think you don't you don't have to give advice i think the best thing you can do is give advice if they ask mm-hmm, you for exactly, it exactly exactly yeah sometimes people just want to have someone listen and just, just enough. I feel like shoving it. Sometimes you don't know what's going through their head. They feel like they already know what they did wrong, and telling them what they did wrong is just shoving it hard in their face, mm-hmm. and that's like, not really helping at all because they already know. They just want to vent it out to someone. Mm-hmm.
0: There, there's this, uh, there's this thing that I um starting to implement now in my life, that when, when like someone rants to me, I would ask them like before they start or like in the middle or whatever, I'd be like, am I listening or are we problem solving? Because from there, you know, if, if I would need to listen, you know, I'll just listen. If we're problem solving, then, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd give them the advice, right? So, yeah, it's just, it's just that. Hmm. Well, I like
1: to do, I do this to you a lot. I like to be the devil's advocate. I'd like, I tell you like what I think but I'm not um putting aside what you think as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that if I were, if if you were to ask me this is what I would do but like if you think your decision is the best one I support you. It's just that you might want to consider this but like in the end of the day it's still up to you. Mm,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: So, so I don't want to feel like I don't want to be like I'm spoon feeding you the answer or something like oh, that. Oh yeah,
0: because ultimately it's gonna be my decision. It's like mm, exactly yeah, my decision. Yeah, so yeah, and and I thank you for that. <laughs> good friend, yep. good friend right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. And anyways. Let's get to the last bit. Yeah, the last bit <laughs> for the article. Um. So yeah. N- lastly, is academic achievement. Actually, there are more. Uh. than th- there's more after this, but we have passed a long time, <laughs> time. yeah so <laughs> yeah um, check the article yeah check the out, article yourself, out yourself. it will be in the description of the episode as usual yes so yeah take it away so the last topic for this episode is going to be academic achievement so um, adolescents spend more more walking time in school than in any other context academic achievement during adolescence is predicted by interpersonal examples are parental engagement in adolescence education, intrapersonal, example are intrinsic motivation, and institutional, examples are school quality factors. Academic achievement is important in its own right as a marker of positive adjustment during adolescence, but also because academic achievement sets the stage for future educational and occupational opportunities. The most serious consequence of school failure Partic- particularly dropping out of school is the high risk of unemployment or underemployment in adulthood that follows high achievement can set the stage for college or future vocational tra- training and opportunities so basically what this is saying is that um okay the first the first sentence is uh, very self-explanatory that adolescents spend most of the time in school because they're obliged to right so mm. um again academic achievement is it's important in, in its own right as a marker of positive adjustment during adolescence so I, don't, I feel like academic achievement is uh a helpful what do you call this helpful I guess reward to to help you build your confidence and your help me out here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, okay, okay. Wait, what's the context of what the sentence you're trying to say? I,
0: I was just saying that. Um, I, I was trying to put in layman's term in how like academic achievement is helpful during adolescence. I was gonna say academic achievement is is helpful. adolescence because it's like a reward for, like, Ah,
1: it's basically like an incentive for you to reach. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. It (laughs) gives you a feeling of acknowledgement, yeah. Um, it boosts your ego, I guess. Oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, your ego must be so high when you get that medal and be like, hey, what's up?
0: Oh, yeah, you're on that stage. yeah yeah what's good yeah but uh yeah it's
1: basically like a euphoric relief mm-hmm. especially for your parents hmm
0: yeah but sometimes you know you know how like it, it, it seems like your parents are more proud than you <laughs> <When> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you
1: gotta you get on you gotta like an ace in your score and you're, in your score and you're just kind of like Oh, cool your parents are like <gasps>
0: what son? what yeah they're just like oh my god <laughs> I'm so proud of you and yeah I'm just like uh, mhm mhm
1: <laughs> Yeah uh, uh, yeah it's great but like why are you why are you crying <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why are you why, why are you crying
0: <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah. yeah so it's not much to go on but basically you know since we do spend a lot of our time in school um, working hard to get an academic achievement, is just, like, I guess, a little taste of what does happen in the real world. Real world, Because, like, no, for the most part, if you work hard, you get what you're trying to achieve. And, yeah. No, I say for the most part because, like, some there are a few cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right?
1: There are some people who don't,
0: yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I guess this is just like a little taste of how like if you do work hard in a specific aspect then you will get recognition and you will get applause for it. So yeah, that's basically it. I think we are done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, if you want to check
1: out the full article it will be in the description of the episode. Mm -hmm. So, So,
0: So yeah, so just to end it all off um. Yeah. Um. At the adolescent period, is really what the building. Like I feel like the most the build, important the fundamental. stage. Yeah. The, of it's like a fundamentals. The yeah. Building blocks. Ex- ex- exam- yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. The fundamental stage. Uh, your building blocks and. Yeah. So, for those, I feel like most of our listeners are, at in the adolescence. If not already out uh, already in adulthood but yeah so you guys got we guys got a few years and a few more years in adolescence so you know let's not waste it and uh, Mm -hmm. yeah just I guess be wary be wary of uh, some of the things that we did discuss here and uh, Mm -hmm. yeah just mm, take care of yourself we got a few more years before we're actually adults
1: <laughs> yeah I I need to be extra wary because I only have a year left <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. just a year left not oh, good
0: yeah so yeah basically hope you guys enjoyed that again I'm um I'm quite sorry if this was a little bit of like an information overload for you guys but I mean there's some bits of that were like yeah, we very often Yeah mind. we were just like what <laughs> Yeah but honestly yeah this is um this is one of my favorite topics at least uh, in Psych Psychology Yeah I mean I love yeah. Psych man it's like it's so interesting <laughs> So interesting like dude I could have made this episode three hours or five but I can't because Miss is gonna kill me. Hi miss <laughs> So <laughs> but yeah, so I just chose one topic that I could blabber about, so and I just chose this, and I feel like I feel like I learned a lot as well. So, I mean, did you learn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Learn every day. Some,
1: <laughs> yeah, you learn something every day. There's some things out here that you're utterly
0: shocked. You. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Um, again, maybe an information overload, but I'm sorry. Um. I mean, at least i f- i mean—I found it interesting. But I'm sorry for you guys if you didn't, if you guys slept through it or whatever. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah this is just a requirement edition that I did for s- for my side class. So, I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed. So, yeah. Um, again, link is in the description of the episode for the article. If you guys want to check it out more, and if you guys want to reread it mm-hmm. and stuff. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say, Shane? Or we ended off
1: um yeah if you want to reread it read it better than us go ahead you probably do better mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah so yeah basically it and other than that I just want to say check out the last week's episode if you haven't already mm-hmm. yep. basically it's a more it's a more free episode we're just babbing but whatever yeah um don't forget to follow us in our socials Just mm-hmm. at the after hours podcast yes, sir and instagram um follow our spotify so you get notified every time we get a new episode out yes sir. very constantly updated in that after hours podcast drip mm-hmm. um, what else? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah hopefully we get to do more fun episodes soon
0: yeah
1: we've been the after hours yeah. podcast
0: i've been shane
1: We'll see you in the next episode. Peace out.
0: Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, miss. Give me a score. Good score. (laughs) Thank you.